0: Surely all praises belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for He is the creator, sustainer and regulator of the universe and all within. Thus we praise Him and we thank Him for His infinite grace, blessings and mercy. We believe in Him and we put our trust in Him. We also seek refuge with Allah from the evil inclinations of ourselves and from the evil of our actions. Know that whoever chooses guidance, there is none to misguide him. And whoever chooses misguidance, there is none to guide him. I bear witness that there is no God worthy of worship, but Allah, He is one and has no partner. And I also bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu wasallam, is the servant and messenger of Allah, whom Allah sent with the religion of truth and with guidance as a bearer of glad tidings and a warner and one who invited to Allah and a shining example first of all brothers and sisters I remind myself and all of all of you to be conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and be mindful of him as we go through our lives every day and we make choices and decisions for Allah has commanded us to be conscious of him when he said O ye who believe Be conscious of Allah in a manner in which He deserves that you should be conscious of Him. And die not except in a state of submission and surrender to Him. Today, brothers and sisters, I have a question for all of us. What makes us good people? What makes me a good person? What makes you a good person? How would we define who the good person is? Many of us might be surprised by the definition that the Prophet ﷺ gave of the good person. In fact, not just the good, but the best person. Because as Muslims, when we talk about who's good and who's better, we have the tendency to think about or to limit good deeds and good things to the acts of worship. So we tend to think that the one who prays a lot and fasts and so on is the one who is good. And there is no doubt that a person who does these acts of worship, these are important. The worship is important. But what the Prophet ﷺ also taught us very clearly in his words and through his own example is that goodness in the Islamic perspective, is not only about your worship, your acts of worship, the ibadat as we say. It is also about your akhlaq And this is the area, our manners, our behavior, our attitude, our etiquettes. This is the area where we seem to have a deficit, a void. The Prophet alayhi tells us in the hadith that is graded as sahih, he said khiyarukum ahasinukum akhlaqa. The best of you, the best among you, are those who are best in their etiquettes, in their manners, in their character, in their behavior, Akhlaq. So when we look at ourselves and we ask ourselves, how would we grade ourselves? The grading should be done based on the akhlaq that we have. Not on the prayers we perform. But on the character we display. The attitude and the etiquettes and the manners we have as we deal with people every day. This is what truly defines who the good person is. And likewise, brothers and sisters, we should apply the same yardstick to our children. If we think we have good children, then how do they measure up? Do they have the etiquettes and the manners and the courtesy that are necessary As the Prophet ﷺ said, to make you the best person. Because academic excellence alone, brothers and sisters, it may in this world, by many people, it may define success for them. But the Prophet ﷺ has never defined success in terms of the material acquisitions of this world. Nor did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ever in the Qur'an, not even once in the Qur'an, has attributed success and defined success based on the acquisition and accumulation of material things. It is always about akhlaq. What do you do? How do you treat others? How do you behave with others? In another hadith that is related by Imam Ahmad in his Musnad, and also graded as Sahih, the Prophet ﷺ said, There is nothing that is heavier on the scales of a person, on the day of reckoning, than good behavior. al-kuluk al-hasan. Good behavior, good manners, good etiquettes. There is nothing heavier on the scales. And on that day of reckoning, we would all wish and hope that our scales be heavy with good deeds. Well, as the Prophet has told us, there is nothing that is heavier in terms of our good deeds than our own etiquettes and manners our own etiquettes and manners. So we need to start, brothers and sisters, to train and to discipline our children, ensure that they have and they acquire not only a high level of academic education and learning, but at the same time, that they have akhlaq. Because what is the use? What is the use Of the most brilliant mind in this world. When the person faces Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment. And their scales of good deeds are light or empty. Of what benefit would all the academic excellence be for a person on the day of judgment. When they don't have the character to go with that. And I'm not trying to take away from the importance of academic excellence, by the way. That is certainly important. But what we need to understand, that that is not the only most important thing in life and in existence. With the academic learning, we need the akhlaq. So we need to understand as parents and as adults and as educators in the community. That sending our children to Islamic schools does not mean that our duty is over. That the school will make them the best, have the best manners and the best etiquettes. Because after all, brothers and sisters, the Prophet ﷺ. Did not give our schools the obligation of raising good children. He gave the parents that obligation. When he said in the famous hadith in Sahih al-Bukhari, "Kullu mauludin yuladu ala al-fitra," every child that is born is born on the fitra. They born they are born with the nature to recognize Allah subhanahu wa taala. So how do they change them? How do they turn away from Allah? The Prophet ﷺ said, فَأَبَوَاهُ But it is his parents, not the teachers, the parents. Of course teachers have some role to play. But the point is, we cannot think that because we send our kids to Islamic schools, that they're angels. That they will come out with the best etiquettes and manners. We need to also teach them and train them and discipline them at home. Reinforce whatever good things they learn in school. Because the prophet says, but it's the parents who make the person into a Jew, a Christian, or an atheist. Parents. That's how much influence and control that the parents have in shaping and nurturing the character of the child. So we should not... Contract this out to somebody else. Our world today is one where people contract out everything. You contract out everything. You don't have to do anything. This is not something we contract out, brothers and sisters. We have to do it ourselves. And even if we think we can contract it out, we're still answerable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as spirits and as elders and as educators in the community so we need to shoulder our responsibilities and ensure that our children and our youth grow up with good manners good behavior while they also while we push them also to get the best academic learning and education We want the best lawyers and the best engineers and the best doctors. But we want them to also remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We want them also to be humble people. We want them to also give back to the community in whatever ways they can. We want them to also come to our masjid and our programs. And not feel that they are above that now. But this can only come through training and nurturing, which starts when our children are young. There is a lot, brothers and sisters, that we can learn as grown-ups. There is no doubt about that. But this journey of training and disciplining and nurturing, it starts from when children are young. This is why the Prophet ﷺ, when he gave advice to a young man, he said to him, kunt. Fear Allah, be conscious of Allah, be mindful of Allah wherever you are. Not in the masjid only, not in the presence of your parents only. But wherever you are, you be conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa atbi al-hasanata and follow up a bad deed with a good one, it will wipe it out. Follow up the bad deed with a good deed, it will wipe it out. Prophetic advice, brothers and sisters. And if we should start to do this, every time we realize we've done something wrong, we go out and do something good, our world will be different. He said, When you are with people and you deal with them, do so with good character, good behavior, good manners, good etiquette. What is our community coming to and our society coming to, brothers and sisters? When those who are young have no respect for those who are older. The Prophet alayhi <laughs> tells us in another hadith that is also graded as sahih. "Laysa minna." He is not from us. He is not from the Muslim nation. Who does not have compassion for our youth, our young people, our children. And does not honor and respect our elder, our elders. And so you notice it's a two-way street. It's not just that young people have to be respectful to the older folks, but the older ones also have to have compassion and mercy for the youth. But he is not from us, the Prophet ﷺ says, who does not have compassion for our youth and does not have respect and does not honor our elderly. One of the most important things, brothers and sisters. Because I know you might say, well, okay. How are we supposed to show respect and honor for our elders? Well, one of the most basic things that we need to do or can do. And this will tell whether we really truly respect them and we honor them or not. Is to greet them. Give them salams. Today often it's the elders who have to greet the young the younger ones. When the Prophet said, Yusallimus, this is the etiquette that the Prophet taught us, brothers and sisters. This is the matters that he he preached and practiced. That the the young ones should give greetings to the older ones. Yusalli mussahiru al-Kabir. We are very concerned about the academic excellence of our children. The day they come home and complain about anything in school, we write letters and we go crazy and we go to the principal and we do all kinds of things. And we seem absolutely unconcerned that they don't give salams to their elders. They don't treat their elders with respect. This is the imbalance that is problematic, brothers and sisters. Yes, if they have issues with their academic learning, we should do what is within our capacity to rectify that. But as Muslims, we're not just about academic excellence and physical excellence. Because our existence is not about this dunya, about this physical world only. It is actually mainly about the akhirah. Because this life is temporary. And in fact, we've been put here to work for the akhirah, for the hereafter. Not to work for this dunya, as if we're going to stay here forever. So not only do we, the grown-ups and the adults and the parents and the elders, not only do we need to have good manners and etiquettes and behavior, and we need to try to change what is not right in our own behavior and our own manners. And not just say, well, you know, I'm old now, I can't change. I'm set in my ways. Because Islam came, this message came, brothers and sisters, to transform what was, what was broken in people's character and in society. It came to fix that. But we also, so we need to fix our own selves, our own etiquettes and behavior and mannerisms, We also need to impart the same to our youth and our children and our young people. So we also need to focus and pay attention to their character, their behavior. Be firm with them. Let them understand that with their academic excellence, they must have excellence of character and behavior that it is not acceptable period for them to excel academically and lag behind in their character or in their behavior. This is not the message that the Prophet ﷺ preached in practice. What he preached in practice was excellence in everything we do when he said, in اللَّهَ كَتَبَ ala kulli shay kulli shay. Surely Allah has ordained and ordered excellence in everything we do not just in some and not others but in everything we do and as we have seen brothers and sisters in the bigger picture there is nothing that can compare with good behavior the best of you not just the good among you the best of you Are those who have the best manners, the best behavior. That's our yardstick, brothers and sisters, to measure ourselves, to decide and determine whether we're good or we're not. We should not try to judge others, but we should evaluate ourselves. But that is our yardstick. Do I have good manners and behavior? Am I compassionate? Am I gentle with people? Or, or am I abrasive and insultive and abusive? So much so that people, as the Prophet ﷺ tells Aisha عنها, that the worst people on the Day of Judgment in the sight of Allah are those who, who people avoid. They stay away from them. Why? Ittiqa'a fuhshi. In order to save themselves. From the insults and abuse of that person. Character, brothers and sisters, that is our yardstick. So we need to sit down and we need to evaluate ourselves and ask ourselves. How would I grade my own character? Because character can make us the best people. Put it right at the top, character. How would I grade my character? And how would I grade the character of my children and forget everybody else? Because I am responsible for myself and my kids, my children. And each one of us is responsible for yourself and you're responsible for your children. So it starts with us and the people who are responsible for our children. How would we grade? What mark would we give? We want to see the 90s when they come home from school and they have their tests and exams. We want to see the 90s. And sometimes we push and push and push, subhanAllah. And we stress the kids out because we want them to be high achievers. But do we ever attempt to grade their character and their behavior, their manners? Uh, We need to do that, brothers and sisters. If we want them to become the best of people, the only way, as the Prophet ﷺ says, is through character. There is no other way. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless all of us. May He open our hearts and minds so that not only can we understand this wonderful message He has revealed for the upliftment and the benefit of mankind, but may Allah also inspire us all, young and old, parents and children, to live by the message and to hold firmly to it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cause us to be among those who have good manners and excellent etiquettes and behavior. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us and protect our children and protect our youth. From evil character, and bad behavior, and bad manners, Let us also send peace and blessings upon the messenger of Allah for Allah has commanded us to do so in the Quran when he said inna wamala wa malaikatahu Alan nabi ya ayyuha allatheena amanu sallu 'alayhi wa sallimu taslima Allahumma salli wa sallim wa abdika wa rasulika Muhammad wa 'ala alihi wa ashabihi wa at-tabi'een wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsan ila yum ad-din wa anna ma'ahum bi manika wa rahmatika ya arhamar rahimin Allahumma a'izz al-islam wa al-muslimin اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أنصر إخواننا المسلمين المستضعفين والمظلومين والمصابين في كل مكان We ask you, O Lord, to help our brothers and sisters who are weak, oppressed, and afflicted in all parts of the world. اللهم أفرق عليهم صبر We ask you, O Lord, to inspire them with patience and steadfastness وثبت أقدامهم And keep them firm in their belief in you and in their trust in you. مخرجة, and provide for them, O Lord, a way out of their difficulties and their trials. اللَّهُمَّ illa And we ask you, O Lord, on this blessed day, to leave none of us with any sin except that you forgive that sin. Leave none of us, O Lord, with outstanding loans except that you make it easy for them to repay the loans Leave no one who is ill, O Lord, except that you send down your healing and cure upon them, wala mayyitan illa rahimta. Leave no one who is who has passed away except that you cover them with your mercy and forgiveness, wala waladan illa Leave no child or youth, O Lord, except that you reform them.